Do you have loved ones that are unsaved? Do you have family members that are unsaved? Do you have colleagues that are unsaved? And we're going to pray and intercede. Stand in the gap for them. Perhaps you've got a a very good friend, an acquaintance, somebody that does not uh, follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, there is a scripture. It comes from Matthew 24 and verse uh, 3 to 31. Uh, We'll get to that in a moment. So that is about the signs of the end of the age, the signs of the times. And I'll explain in a moment why I'm touching on that. Between 6.30 and 7 o'clock this morning, is South Africa cursed? Is South Africa cursed because of our stance against Israel? Because of our government's stance against Israel? What does the word of God say? And the question on the table for discussion is, is South Africa cursed? Hoe kom gaan dit so met ons in Zuid-Afrika? Hoe kom val alles uit mekaar uit? Dit is asof daar nie seen op ons land is nie. State-owned entities that that just collapses. Whatever we do and tackle, look at our roads, look at our economy, look at South Africa in general. And I'm not here to be negative. I'm just saying these are the facts. Question is... Is South Africa perhaps cursed because of our stance towards Israel? And talking about Israel, no doubt you have known what is happening and unfolding in the Middle East in these last couple of days since last week, Shabbat, since last week, Saturday. So, ek dink is baie gepas dat ons dan gaan na Matthew 24 and verse 3 to 31. I'm not going to read the whole portion. But it's the story about Jesus sitting down on the Mount of Olives and the disciples coming to him privately. It's very interesting. The disciples coming to him privately and says, tell us when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And then Jesus says the following. He says to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Number one, let no one deceive you. In other words, have a discerning spirit. That means that even what you hear on this radio station this morning, you've got a responsibility to go and search the scriptures to make sure that these things are so. The Bible says, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. Many will come in my name. I am the Christ and will deceive many. I, in my lifetime, have that scene unfolding. You can hop onto YouTube now, and there are people. What I'm saying is, these are predictions by Christ of his imminent return. We are in it. We're not awaiting for Christ's return. We are in it. It's happening around us. The Bible says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. We not only hear of it, we see it unfolding. It's happening right in front of us. You can just switch on your TV to see what's going on in uh, Russia and uh, Ukraine to see what's happening in the Middle East. There are wars all over the place, not even to talk about the coups that's taken place on the continent of Africa this year alone. The Bible says, see that you are not troubled, for these things must come to pass Nation will rise against nation. 
Think on that, my brother. Stop and think. It's happening right now. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines. These are the words of Christ himself. The God who created this earth with watched mankind spiraling down in a pit of despair, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. It's happening as we speaking. And then verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so I want to talk to you and I want to ask you this. Simply this. Because since last week, Saturday, there's a cry, return, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come. The church shouting, Christians shouting, come, Lord Jesus. Ons kyk na die loof wat te feest in Israel en dit wat gebeur en dit wat ons vier op die, op die christen kalender. And yes, we agree, it is not hours away, it's minutes away, it's seconds away, Christ's return. And yet, and yet the Bible says that in these hours, in these days, Luke 12 verse 51 to 53 the Lord says a very profound thing. He says, in these hours, He says, from now on, in one house, there will be five divided. Three against two, and two against three, and they will be divided, father against son, and son against father, and mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. Do you have loved ones that are unsaved this morning? I don't need your address. I don't need your street name. I don't need your name and surname. But if you're willing to just listen, there will be thousands of names. But if you just want to put a name there, somebody that you're praying for right now, somebody whose salvation you're trusting the Lord, no surnames, no pectoral, just a name. Somebody that you're trusting, and I'm not going to say it's pity from poor father that it send me this WhatsApp now, but let's just name them. Is it your son? Is it your daughter? Is it a, a, a colleague? Is it a family member? Is it your mother-in-law? Because at, ev- at some point, every Christian has a family, m- a family member, a friend, a co-worker, acquaintance who's not a Christian. And sharing the gospel is different, difficult. And it becomes even more difficult when it involves someone that we have close emotional ties with. Don't you agree? What if it is your wife? What if it is your son? What if it is your husband? What if it is your neighbor? The Bible tells us some people will be offended by the gospel. Hence Luke 12, 51, 53. What does that scripture say again? Well, it, it speaks about a divided household. A father against the son, a mother against the daughter. The, the, the family divided. 
And, 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 and still I want to say this to you because you're listening to this radio broadcast. We are still commanded to share the gospel. There's no excuse for not doing so. Matthew 28, 19, therefore go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And then this promise, behold, I am with you always. Just think on that. The Lord Jesus Christ, right now, right here, with you, in your car, at home, at your place of work, I am with you, present tense, to the end of the age. There in your room, in your office, in your car, Christ is there. It's God's oxygen that you're breathing. It's God's will that your heart keeps on beating right now. And so how are we to share the gospel with these loved ones of ours? Let's just have a quick look at what's up here this morning. The names are just flooding in. People who are unsaved. Gail, Henry, Peter, Reinhard, Nico, Janneke. Names upon names. Of people who's praying, interceding for the Lord Jesus Christ. Iemand wat self sê, ek self. Ek self het nodig om by die hart van die Heere uit te kom. Ek self. Daryl. Daryl. Frans. Somebody by the name of Weiland. Desiree. Desiree. Kevin. John. Can you see the list is just endless? And so, but stay with me, bear with me, my brother, my sister. Where do we start? Listen, it is still love that conquers the heart. It is still love that conquers the heart. If you are anxious about unsaved loved ones, how are we? How do we even begin to evangelize our family members, our friends, our co-workers, our acquaintances? And I want to start by saying this to you. The most, the most important thing that we can do is to pray for them. Is to pray for them. Talk to God about their souls before you talk to them about God. Pray. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ. Intercede. Write their names on a piece of paper. Put it in your Bible and pray for them day and night. Pray that God would change their hearts. Pray that God would open their eyes to the truth of the gospel. Are you willing to do that? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, In their case, the God of this world has blinded their minds, the minds of the unbelievers, to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. You see, our, 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 our battle is not flesh and blood. It is, it is the God of this world who try and rob, what does John 10, 10 says? Steal, maim, destroy, kill. And we have seen it last week, Saturday, with what happened in Israel. The horror, the unspeakable horror, the atrocities that these terrorists committed. And yet we are to pray for the salvation of their souls. We are to pray for the salvation of their souls as much as we intercede for the salvation of our loved ones. We are to pray that God would convince them of His love. And their need for salvation through Christ Jesus. 
Jesus says, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way. There is no other way. You have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior to be saved. Just listen, saved. It's a very ernstig word, om gered te word. Want as daar nie redding is nie, is daar niks anders daar is. Do it nie. And I'm talking about spiritual death here. And so love conquers the heart. Pray for the wisdom as to how to best minister to them. Jy ken die uh, one, uh, one James uh, 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 and verse 5, If anyone of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. So die Heere sê ons moet kom weesheid vir hou, hoe om vir ons huismense te bid. Geliefdes, mense vir wie ons omgee, mense moet wie ons close emotional ties het, hoe bid ons vir hulle? We must be willing to be bold in our actual sharing of the gospel to proclaim the message of salvation through Christ Jesus. But listen, it's no use. It's just idle lip service, and they can't see it in our lives. Hear me out. Did help me ons preek, let die spoog spat, en jy skop die kat, let het in die meer afgeleid nie. Did help me ons wil vir ons man en vrou van Jesus vertel, en tien minuten later vloek en gul ons op mekaar nie. Did help me ons praat oor die evangelie, maar daar is nie dagse liefde in ons hart nie. Because somebody is watching and somebody is listening and even more so when it comes to our family, your son is watching you. Your daughter is watching you. It's love that conquers their heart. Not threads. Always be prepared to speak of your faith. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be ready to, to share the hope that lives in you, but in your hearts, honor Christ. The Lord is holy. Heer, liefde in jou hart vir die Heere Jesus. How do you do that? Lord, help me to die to self. Help me to Galatians 2.20. Lord, help me to Galatians 2.20. Die to self. And then ask Christ to come and fill that void. And only then can you share the gospel with your loved ones, with a gentle heart and with respect. Do so, says 1 Peter 3.15, with gentleness, with respect. It is love, I cannot say it enough. It is love that will conquer their hearts. There's no substitute for personally sharing the gospel. The Bible says faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ, Romans 10.17. By the way, in my Bible, I've, I've, I've written it down, it's the key to eternal life. And so, yes, I've got loved ones people that I care and love for very much, that are unsaved at this moment, and my heart is in despair, because I know and I can see, it is not that we await the times, it is here. It is here, it's unfolding all around us. The war in the Middle East, Christ's return is imminent. Are you crying out? Are you, are you in despair? Are you crying out to the Lord for your loved ones, for your sons, for your daughters, for your mom and your dad, for your husband, for your wife, for their salvation? You know what? In addition to praying, sharing our faith, we ought to live godly lives. Godly lives in front of our friends and our family. It helped me hear rooks as a steel and flukes as a paratrooper. Nie? And then try and tell them, go to church and follow Christ. They must see the change that God has made in us. They must see it. 
And then ultimately we must leave the salvation of our loved ones up to God. It is God that saves them. It's God's power, God's grace, God's mercy that saves people. It's not our efforts. But we can remind the Lord that he has given us this son, this daughter, this brother, this sister, this mom, this dad, this mother-in-law, this father, this grandma, grandpa. The best we can do is pray for them, witness to them, and live a Christian life in front of them. It is God who will give the increase. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who will give the increase. Does it make sense? Time's catching up with me. Time's catching up with me. And so if it's hard for you to watch those unsaved family members walk a life apart from God, start this morning. Write their names down as you have done on WhatsApp. Put them in your Bible. Carry them. Sit it in your hemp's sock. Sit it in your brook's sock. Lord, I'm praying for, for this person. Lord, Lord, it is my son. It is my daughter. Lord, it is my niece, my cousin. It is my, my mom, my dad. Granny, gramps, grandpa. It is my brother. This is my schoonpa for Viek Nobet, Yere. This is my schoonma for Viek Nobet. We need help. We need help. Jesus, John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, the life. And so, dear Lord, we come and we pray for these names this morning. Multitudes of names that came in this morning. And we ask, Father God, that you hear our prayers. Yer ons smeek jy vir hierdie mens, ons bid vir Tanya, ons bid vir Bria, ons bid vir Ilse, ons bid vir Gerrit, Ivan, Lulu. Yer ons bid vir elke naam op ons WhatsApp lys. Jy ken ons as families, you know us as families in South Africa. Lord, it is not race, creed or color that matters right now. It is our brothers, our sisters, our family members, our unsaved ones, Fozia, Rainier, Sherry, that we are praying for. We are praying for Bill and Stan. We are praying for Betsy. Lord, we cry out for their salvation. For Katie, for Jaden, for Tantum, for David. We're praying for Chris. We're praying for David and for Johan. We're praying for Neil. We cry out for Lorinda's life. We pray for Trini. Lord, we pray for salvation in their lives. Here ons bid for Redding, for Paul, for Graham, for Mitchell, for Anna-Marie. Lord, the list is just endless. There's 8 billion people on the face of this planet, Lord. Multitudes who are not saved. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, Lord, you, it is by grace that you save, Lord. It is by faith that you save. It is not from ourselves. It is a gift of God. Lord, we ask this gift for our loved ones. Not by works, so that no one can boast. We God's handiwork, says your Bible, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And so, Lord, we remind you of your word. Save our brothers, save our sisters, save mom, save dad, Lord. Lord, you say in Ezekiel eleven nineteen twenty, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. Lord, I ask that in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord, herleven for South Africa. Revival, Lord. Revival. We cried out, Lord. You can hear your Christian sons and daughters crying out. Revival, Lord. Revival. Holy Spirit, fill this place, Lord. 
revival, Lord, for our sons, our daughters, our loved ones, our government, our president, Lord, our ministers. Revival, Lord Jesus, we speak revival over the airwaves, over the alleys, the streets, the byways, the highways, into the prisons, into the hospitals. We speak Christ, Messiah, Yeshua, the one who redeems, the one who set free, the one who saves. And we pray, Lord, not just for our loved ones, we pray for our neighbors, our streets, our neighborhoods, our congregations. We pray for unsaved ministers this morning. Church leaders, we pray, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would intercede and bring revival in this country. In God's name we pray, amen and amen and amen. You don't stop praying for those loved ones. You intercede, you mention their names to the Lord, and you keep on praying, my brother. My sister, you hang in there. Behold and see the hand of God.